Talking Tesla. Talking Tesla. Tesla. I'm not sure if like my foot should be on the brake or the accelerator. As they put rings on Elon. It must be some sort of geometrical algorithm. I don't really need to touch the steering wheel there, Tom. Oh, I'm sure there's some math. So SpaceX, <laughs> here's the deal. Um, landing a rocket on a drone ship is key. Charger, 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 <laughs> charger. How am I expected to drive a car without autopilot? Safely. Charger, charger, charger. <laughs> now, I'm not a good parker, Tom. Yeah. I'll be the first to admit it. Yeah. I just think that this is a car company that is run by super geeks. Super. All the other cars are going to be stupid cars compared to this car. You don't even have to I remember that. You've got a Model X. I have seen the future, and it is light pole charging. No, I wouldn't call it a screw-up. Do you like your Model X? God, it's beautiful. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Mel Herbert here for the Talking Tesla podcast. It's been a huge, big, large, enormous week with Elon perhaps becoming the richest man in the world by a factor of two if he hits all the growth targets that have been set for him. Some people think that's great, and other people think that's really bad for business. And, of course, flamethrowers. Yeah, first he started with hats. And now the boring company has flamethrowers. Has he lost his mind or is he a marketing genius? Ah, oh, there's so much to talk about. But there's an elephant in the room. And the elephant is we have outstripped our resources. Like a planet with too many people using too many resources, we've run into trouble. We've run into trouble and so we're going to have to put the show, Talking Tesla, the much beloved show, on a sabbatical. Tom and I started the show over two and a half years ago, and since that time, pretty much every week, we've put out this thing. It started actually as once every other week, 30 minutes, and then we did 30 minutes or so every week, and then Robert came on, and over time, we've ballooned this thing out to over two hours a week. And frankly, it takes tens of thousands of dollars to do a show like this in the manner that we like to do it, and we can't do that anymore. Despite the fact that we have so many great Patreons that have really made the show last longer than it possibly could have, we're going to have to put it on pause for now. Because we have a number of other shows under our nonprofit banner, and we have our medical shows, and, well, we're kind of stressing out production a little bit too much. Which is sad, I know, there's a collective, aww. But it's okay, I'm spending this in the positive. And you know why I'm spinning it in the positive? Because when we started, we were the only Tesla podcast. We were the only thing out there, really. But now there is a plethora of podcasts and a huge number of YouTube channels. And it's kind of exciting. We never really, I don't think, thought that this would last forever. In my mind, when Tom and I first started doing this, we talked about, well, it would make sense to do this until Model 3 came out. Well, it's out. And the podcast and YouTube world of Tesla has exploded. And so it gives us an opportunity now to take a break, to ask the question, how can we be the most positive that we can be in this space? Because we really are about education, science education for the masses. And is Talking Tesla really that? It's more just sort of fun, entertaining with some science, but perhaps we can do better. We've also noted that like YouTube seems to be the place where so many people gather, even much more than podcasts. And if our role is to do science and environmental education for the world, well, maybe we should be refocusing there. So for all of these reasons, for the production reasons, for the fact that, you know, we're no longer the only person on the block, it's okay for us to say, okay, let's pause. Let's take a well-earned sabbatical and then we'll get back to this. But during that pause, we won't go away completely. Because there's a few things we need to do. The first and most important thing is we need to crush Tom's car. We said we would. Patreons paid money for it. 
that's going to happen. He's away for a few weeks, but when he gets back, we're going to make that happen as kind of an epilogue to the podcast. There's also going to be, we think, some huge announcements this year. I fully expect a Model Y and maybe even a pickup announcement this year. We're going to have to get the team back together with some tequila and do those announcements. Thank you very much. And the YouTube channel that we have for Talking Tesla has been really popular. And so I think we will continue that as part of the discussion about all things uh, Tesla. But we'll refocus it to do not just, you know, what's happening in Model 3, which of course people are interested in, but also do some sort of education around that as we drive around and discuss our Model 3, while that's still a thing. And we really hope that one day soon, very soon, that that will be a stupid podcast because there are just so many Model 3s out there. It would be kind of like having the Honda Civic podcast. Well, maybe that isn't stupid. Maybe when there is 10 million Model 3s out there, people are still going to want to talk about it. But for now, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we're hitting pause. And we really do thank you for taking the time to listen to the show. And particularly for those of you that helped support the show directly through Patreon. We really cannot thank you enough. We've met so many of you, so many really fun, good people on this journey. But for now, I need to sign out. So on behalf of Tom Wilson, Robert Rosenblum, myself, Mel Herbert, our producers, EJ Barnes and Cece Herbert, it is to say goodbye, but not for too long. Hopefully we'll talk again in a few weeks when we crush Tom's car. It's been an exciting ride. We hope to talk to you soon. Herbert out. Hi, Talking Tesla Nation. Robert here. Uh, Before we head out on a hiatus, I wanted to tell you about the Culver City Council meeting that occurred last week where the Boring Company representatives, there were four uh, nice young people who presented uh, and were seeking permission to bore a tunnel without any exit points under Sepulveda. That's a a large thoroughfare that sort of runs not straight through, but pretty directly through Culver City. They wanted to drill, or they're presenting to drill a tunnel that they call uh, a secondary test tunnel, since they've already drilled the primary proof of concept tunnel under the space between SpaceX's across the street parking lot and under Hawthorne towards the Los Angeles International Airport. They said that they've deemed that section a success and they're ready to move on and they're seeking the city's approval as well as Los Angeles uh, so that they can do a longer test tunnel. Details of the tunnel are there will be no exit points within Culver City and that it will be at least 40 feet underground. It'll vary because of utilities and other structural considerations, and that no one should even know that they're there. However, there were quite a few vocal people at the meeting who expressed a lot of concern, including one of the city council members. And some of the highlights from that include One, what would be the cost to the city if a rescue operation were required deep underground? So, like, what if a boring company got too close to an unmapped utility or a sewer line or something and they needed a rescue operation? Would the fire department need to be trained in some sort of exotic rescues? Another concern was that not only the city council members, who are uh, lay people who get elected to the local city council, But they and the city manager, who's sort of the executive who runs the city's operations, are all very unclear as to what this uh, boring 
operation would uncover as far as legalities, as far as responsibilities, as far as liabilities. And so they asked if uh, Boring Company would fund a independent consultant to work on behalf of the city because the city didn't have the staff to do all the research necessary. Just to consider the Boring Company proposal, the city said they would have to take two or three people a number of weeks working just on the considerations that have come up during this meeting of the city council and other meetings between city representatives. And uh, the Boring Company representatives said they would uh, work with the city. They said that repeatedly. It almost became a little bit of a mantra uh, that cheapened the line because they didn't come up with a lot of um, negotiating points. They pretty much worked from a script, it felt like. But it sounds like they would help the city pay for an independent consulting firm. Uh, Another uh, item, another topic, number three, was there were further arguments about the project because of access tunnels. So I mentioned that there wouldn't be any access tunnels uh, there in the city. However, people were concerned that if there are no access tunnels in Culver City, quote, how is that going to relieve our traffic? Then on the other side, there were people who said, if there are access tunnels into Culver City, in other words, cars coming out of the Boring Company tube into the city, quote, isn't that going to make traffic worse? It was one of those situations where you couldn't win for trying. Uh, There was another concern raised that, uh, quote, isn't this just another elitist form of transportation that will make traffic worse? In the Boring Company, it's uh, sort of exit tunnels all over the place. So you can get more specifically to where you want to go. And there isn't much of a limitation on where you can put these tunnels. And it could be much more uh, convenient to move where you want to go when you want to go. And so Councilmember Sally Wells recommended that the Boring Company further improve their system and develop their technology, and then go to the Los Angeles Metro and bid for a subway contract. As the meeting drew to a close, I felt rather depressed. Uh, The vocal minority in the crowd was definitely against the boring company as it's too novel, there's too many unknowns, and there's no benefit to the city. But there was a majority of non-vocal people And I sensed an overall uh, level of support. There was applause when the Boring Company folks made their presentation. When it came down to the final sort of wrap-up, I saw four of the five city council members asking and responding to questions in a very positive way. Maybe they were dazzled by their private tour of the Boring Company and SpaceX, Uh, Maybe it was the Elon effect, but I do have a good feeling overall that the Boring Company got a positive review, though I think they could have done significantly better. And on that note, feeling positive about the Boring Company presentation, I feel better ending this extended season of Talking Tesla, having brought you this front row report on the Boring Company and uh, looking forward to a reinvigorated Talking Tesla show. Uh, Mel, Mel, 
Mel? When might that be? Uh, we don't know right now, but we're all going to enjoy a little bit of time off. I wish all of you at Talking Tesla Nation the very best, and I encourage you to continue spreading the word about electric vehicles, including Tesla, the benefits of harvesting electricity from the sun, which you can put right on your own homes. It gives us the right to our own personal power and to encourage the adoption of home batteries and neighborhood batteries. I also encourage you to speak out to your utility if they start considering things that are unwise, like building new coal-fired or gas-fired power plants. Uh, consider supporting TURN, T-U-R-N, the Utility Reform Network, because they keep a watch on the utility companies and often bring to my attention decisions and considerations the utility companies are making that are not yet public. I encourage you all to remain aware and active in the political arena where change is supported and encouraged so it can help us move towards a more sustainable future. Though it may take a village to raise a child, it takes all of us to ensure our survival. So I look forward to coming back for special Talking Tesla events like hashtag Crush Tom's Car or the Model Y reveal or the Tesla pickup reveal or any other great events getting together. I will be traveling to the SpaceX Falcon Heavy launch in one week next Tuesday, and I look forward to making some recordings there, and I will uh, probably put them out on my Twitter feed. So watch for me on Twitter at symbol R-R-O-S-E-N-B-L or at Instagram, again, R-R-O-S-E-N-B-L the number 1313. And I look forward to seeing you out there on the Supercharger Highway. I look forward to seeing you at SpaceX launches. And I look forward to chatting with you as we sit in the TSA screening line uh, waiting to board the Hyperloop. Adieu, farewell, but not for long. <laughs>